Passing Dimes is over the moon to partner with BetStamp. BetStamp is a mobile app in the sports betting space that shows you the odds from every sports book in one spot. Do you enjoy betting on the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, World Cup, or more? With BetStamp, you can compare the best available odds at one sportsbook versus the worst odds at another sportsbook all in one place. Go to the App Store today and download BetStamp for free and use code DIMES, that's D-I-M-E-S. For a limited time, BetStamp is offering you, a friend of the show, an opportunity to learn more about BetStamp and several sportsbooks where you can get an edge in online sports betting. Message the Passing Dimes Instagram or Facebook account for more information. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sharp Cuts. I think that's why I did the intro, Garrett, because you hope my voice would crack. That's the energy <laughs> I'm bringing to the show. I am in one, my friend. I lost my voice Saturday, but I rallied as we're recording this, Garrett. I am absolutely in one. The people on YouTube are probably like, who is this like guy who looks like he's 40, who sounds like he's 14? But that's the dedication <laughs> we have to the show right now, Garrett. Garrett, how are you? Yes, welcome to Sharp. You got to welcome the people to Sharp Cuts. Like, come on, first time doing the intro here, guy. You're so nervous, voice cracked. Like, I was hey, so hey, excited that like, you asked me to do it, and I just folded up because my voice cracked within the first sentence. But Garrett, before we get to you, I'd like to introduce our guest because really that's why we have a show. So joining us is part of the AUS, which is a show I haven't showed, or excuse me, a conference I haven't showed a lot of love to. Uh, but Acadia having a big season, and if Luke and Bella were here, they'd be like, oh well, you know, you don't really give a lot of love to the. US. Well, that's because she's an Ontario athlete and that's why she's on the show. So she actually represented Nova Scotia at Canada Games, but we still love her here in Ontario. So please welcome to the show, Becky Dorsey. Well, I'm excited to be here. I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, you, that, uh, is that a joke or are you serious? <laughs> no, that's, just, that's serious. I, uh, so when we were explaining how the show works, you were like being incredibly polite and like being like, oh yeah, yeah, but really you knew how the show works and you've been hustling us this whole time. Yeah, no, I've, I've listened to quite a bit. Um, Have you heard the episodes of Josh episode? chirping the AUS? <laughs> um, I've heard Josh chirping the AUS, yes. It yeah. has gone around the community, Josh. You're, you're, no, yeah. you're notorious for being the asshole and, and about that group. <laughs> to be fair, it's mostly on the men's side, uh, if anything. Uh, the women have their own conference, Garrett. I respect Don't walk it. it back. Don't you walk <laughs> it back this early in the episode that you did the intro, Josh. Come on. We can definitely chirp the men's side of the U.S. You can get by. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. Well, Josh, considering you did the intro, I think uh, we'll jump into some things that I wanted to talk about. Why? Why else? I mean, why else? The did we show is all about show? you, right? So, yeah, you just yeah. take it back over. Like, of course. Why, why else did we start the show? It wasn't just to talk about things that I thought were interesting. So I was thinking about it the other day, and I often struggle with this, you two and listeners, is, and maybe you don't because you're a better person than me, but what is the point of the high performance mentality. Hey, let's strive to win. Let's strive to improve and be the best and get as far as we can and win at as much as we can in lower tiers, divisions, you know, lower leagues, tier two on like teams that aren't at the top of their respective region, group, whatever. And I, I don't really have a great answer because the more I think about it, I go, what is the point of it? Why don't you just play for other reasons other than to win? But I, maybe that's a hot take, Josh. I don't know. 
Uh, there's there's so many layers to this carry that we're going to rip into. The, the one that comes to mind right away is I don't think those kids need to get the track suit and the backpack and all that stuff. Like, why are we spending like an extra thousand dollars on our clothing kit when like you can just use your own backpack? Like, I hate when clubs are charging huge fees for people who just want to maybe practice once at most twice a week and go to like four or five tournaments. I don't think they need the accessories. I think that's a bit over the top. I, I do think that everyone should try to win. Like, I think you should be trying to improve yourself and pushing. Like, that's one of the soft skills that comes from sports like pushing yourself trying to get better but the, the other side of that carrot is if you're right if we're not trying to win then should it be equal playing time even up to like 17 you and 18 you like if we're all paying the same fees do i get to play no matter what like that's maybe something i can get on board with interesting you're going club though josh i thought the low-hanging fruit would be another shot at the aus division <laughs> no. like it was the low-hanging fruit i set it up for you and you didn't take the bait <laughs> It was That's right there. Now that I'm here. Right. I'm not, you just, you could, you, you're backing down already, John. Garrett, the budget these teams have to bus all the way to Quebec to get beat like three straight. Like, I'm not going to call them a tier four team. They obviously have like fees and people like participating, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, that would have been incredibly fair. Sorry, not but the women's not, AUS. The men. the yeah. They fly to Quebec, Josh. A whole big budget. <laughs> Or maybe they don't go at all. I don't. I don't know. We should maybe educate ourselves. Josh. You don't do okay. interlock. Let's settle this right now, Becky. You don't do interlock. You don't go to Quebec very often, right? We don't play any Quebec teams. So the women's side of the AUS is us, SMU, Dow, Moncton, Memorial, and UNB. So we fly to Memorial. So we were there twice last semester. But other than that, we just bus. They fly to Memorial, Josh. Like do they, ain't a, they, ain't a tier, they ain't a tier two program out there, okay? Well, speaking of tier two, Gary, now that I've looked at the men's standings, uh, Dalhousie and UNB have combined for four wins this year, so that's that's good for them. Well, Sherbrooke has won twelve straight. Yep, so I'm just congrats. <laughs> four out, you know, four out of four games, right? And it's that was early, me being right? soft again, saying that they've combined for four wins. Dalhousie has oh, all four of those wins. Yeah, UNB, I don't think UNB has any. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, again. Yeah, we don't know what time. What, what does time that mean they don't get to have matching uniforms, Garrett? Does that mean equal playing time? No, this is U Sports. That's not, this is a high performance league. Well, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way, Josh. In university sport in Canada, for example, we've got two leagues, right? We've got two leagues. We've got the university league and we've got the college league. So which league is the top league? University. university whatever they play head to head i think universities always beat college teams and then there there's there's exceptions where maybe douglas is really good this year or humber or fanshawe is really good but i think pound for pound u sports typically does better and it's it's the structure of the school system right like sometimes at george brown we had an athlete for one year at university you get them for four or five or because of this thing called covid garrett there's actual six years playing in u sports right now imagine six years to develop an athlete we have a 29 year old on our team currently you say 29 like it's a really high age like it's a really old person <laughs> I, uh, I say it's a pretty high age to still be playing hey i got a year left okay maybe you're gonna get your 30 year old coming left. back and playing all right a little 50 year action so my point by asking that question was is okay so say you're in a, the college league like does that not don't you realize that you're in the the lower league then are you not aware of that like you're not playing at university so why are you playing on a team that's 
uh, like about the, the the high performance mentality and you know running your starters all year and you know going going to go undefeated go and get the win get that trophy at all costs and like and not putting your focus into something else maybe we should define high performance so you're saying well, let's just pick on friend of the show sam Schachter and george brown they've won two games this year so are you saying to have success this year he should have thrown out the idea to get a banner and it should have been like how many guys can we get on the court can we have a really good team culture is everyone gonna have a good experience like would that be a better year than them trying to chase this goal for the banner and now they're two and 14 and they're having probably a bad experience like is there other ways to have success in college i, I don't know are you gonna have the do you want to be the team who has the most fun garrett because uh you you grew up in a household where winning is fun. Right. This is why I struggle with it, Josh, is because it comes so naturally to me that you have to win at all costs. Well, it's like, hold on. There are other ways to succeed, especially in leagues or divisions that are not the top. Like if you're, you're not going to be the best in your province, country, world, then there are other ways to succeed. I mean, you don't have to be like, think about how many kids to go back to the club thing. And Becky, I don't know if you've seen this before, but you, you go through club and a kid doesn't get a ton of playing time and they quit, but they're in tier three. Yeah. I think there's a, a big difference between like a call the college league and club. And like, especially when you're a lower tier, I, I feel like in lower tiers in like the OBA, they should be putting in fair play rules. Cause I think at that point, like, People are playing sports at that level, maybe because their parents want them to. There's like different reasons for them being there. I think when you get to the university or college level, you're choosing, like you make that choice to go. And the, like the reason you want to be there is to compete. So I think at club levels, you need to kind of take into account that maybe people are there for other reasons than to win or get recruited. They're there for, I don't know, just to have fun because they like playing. Um, they like their team. They want to stay active. Yep. I like a lot about what you said, Becky, but not every college and university team is player is there to win or to compete even. I bet if you ask the majority of them what they wanted to get out of the experience, I bet a higher percentage, much higher percentage would say, I'm here to have a great time and be social and meet a bunch of fun people that I can hang out with while I'm getting my education. Yet, yeah. how many teams do we know of in the league that are under 50% win percentage? Let's say, I don't know, I'm making that up. Under 50% win percentage, who set the goal to win that year? Who failed horribly in their goal didn't do fair play, didn't have fun, like basically failed in all aspects of their season. And it's like, man, can we succeed in other ways? So more people, I don't know, more people have more successful years. Like, I don't know. I feel like, yes. But is so, that, is that blasphemous of me to say? Who gets to decide, right? Cause uh, when a younger Garrett May was on passing times, you talked about when you arrived at Western, their goal was to like, make OUA final four and you're like make final four we can win nationals so the goal wasn't high enough and like you kind of had a presence and influence yourself there what if you went to a George Brown college and the goal was to have fun like do you have to know that when you sign up like who gets to determine that and then how do you measure that as success like I'm not saying you can't be high performance and have fun but you can't have equal playing time and be high performance I think those two things are, are not connected yeah 
I, I don't I don't have a great answer for you, Josh. But because play, playing time should be earned, isn't that like a skill we earn through sport? That if you you can like create your own opportunity if you work hard enough and you know you you get better, you improve in your skills, you beat out other people in practice. Like, isn't that a spirit of sport? But you're agree, not but like then, throwing out the window by saying, you know what, you've skipped the last two practices, but because you play at College ABC and we're not trying to win a banner, we're trying to have fun. You're gonna get you're gonna play right. the third set tonight. Right, but think how many people fail in that effort, Josh. In a thing that's not for money, you you pay for it. There's no reward for success other than just playing. Like the amount of people who fail, like and then have a bad time and are bitter, is high. Don't you think? Yeah, and the checklist you just created isn't exclusive to college. Like it's not exclusive to college. It could be no. Like like every every team. Like I just I don't know. It was bothering me thinking about like because if you asked if you asked coaches, club coaches, college coaches, university coaches, what's the goal for the team this year? How many of them do you think would say to win? How many of them? All of that's them. so that's so deep in sport when you're a little kid and you call your grandparents after the game the first thing they usually ask is how did you do they don't say who had the most fun today and you say well johnny had the most fun but i was second today grandma it's like how did you do that's so ingrained in what sport is for so many people or like did you get better today did you did you get better did, did you learn something today were you, you challenged know? Ooh, did you face the challenge yeah. Ooh. did you make a friend today were you a good sports person today? Carrie, you've just blown my mind on coaching kids. I want to coach kids now and have a team that doesn't care about winning. We're just going to have more fun than everybody else. My guy. <laughs> my guy. There it is. I'm going to call go. my team Becky, the Flying Squirrels. We're going to have a cool name. <laughs> yep. We're not going to win. That's it. Say, no I, winning. I'm coaching a club team right now, and we had um, a pretty rough weekend. We had our first Super Series and went 0-5. Oh, um, but we set goals for each game about like performance goals or did you meet them? Mental. We did, but uh, it's still so difficult to see that as a win. Um, right. Even when you're setting those goals and you're setting yourself up being like, we don't need to win this. It still doesn't feel like you achieved your goals in a situation like that. Yeah. So it's a hard thing to do to be like, well, our goal is just to have fun. Okay. I so agree with you. Here's what it's bringing up in me. It is so much harder to lose well than to win well. Like so much harder. Think about coming away from a tournament that you lost or a match that you lost and feeling good about it. It's like impossible. Yeah, no, you. it's so hard because then it's like you're actually just maybe not good enough to win at that point like is that what it is is that right. that's the feeling you have where you're like what's what do we need to change in order to be able to play our best and win instead of play our best and lose right when like the reality is is 50 percent of the games that happen end in a loss for one team tournaments only have one winner so everyone's going home sad except for one team like, holy, what, what do other sports do? Like, do other sports have like a, 
you know, like for kids, you know, for kids or like for, you know, um, up and coming and youth leagues, like do they have other ways of doing this or is it just everybody's pissed all the time? Well, I think soccer gets picked on the most where they don't keep score up until a certain age group, right? Like you just play for time, but like the kids know the score, I think. Um, I, I don't know, Garrett, like if you took like a seventh at a nine team tournament, but you ran pipes and your, all your kids jump served and they walk away being like, that was so much fun. Like, oh, we almost had those guys. Like, do you think you're leaving in a good experience? Like, I, I don't know. You have to frame it in such a way and be so consistent with the message that like, yeah, the wins and losses are, are going to come up eventually. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's so tough. Yep. And I think my point in all this is that I think in our sport, especially, we've got to do a better job of framing losing and finding other ways to have success, whether that be fun, learning, improvement, you know, sport, sports personship, fair play, I don't know, fun, joking around, social media. Like, think about even pro leagues. Like, think about a tier five pro league indoor, you know, like the Swedish pro league. Like they know they're not the best league. They're going to people coming in. What's 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 the important to that team? Ticket sales, right? You want to get people out to the games. So how do you do that? Well, you have a fun environment for people to come around. You put on a good product that could mean winning. But sometimes winning is boring. That could mean other stuff, right? So it could even look different at the pro level. It's so timely you bring this up because I went back and listened to one of our episodes because I do that selfishly sometimes, not to hear myself talk, but Garrett, when we talked about, uh, there was an American beach player who talked about, I made winning a skill. I wasn't the best server. I wasn't this, so I made winning a skill. And I think at the end of the episode, we all agreed that competing is the skill. So maybe if you tell your team, we want to compete and you want to have that rush of doing your best, then I can maybe get on board if we lost. But if everybody tried their best and it was fun and it was exciting and you put yourself out there, like then I probably don't care if we took a fifth, if everybody would like had that high of like doing your best. But again, the message has to be super clear. Everybody has to know what they sign up for because here we are nodding our heads in theory about this, but I can guarantee a 15 year old Becky and a 15 year old Garrett would not be switched on if their club coach in the first introduction said, parents, athletes, if you're trying out for this team, we don't care about winning. Like, Right. But I'm a bad example. Like I'm sure Becky's a bad example too, right? Like I'm not the kid who should have been on the team like that, right? Like some teams have to be after winning. We are, there is a high performance scene in all sports. So it's not like some of the teams should go after winning. In fact, a lot of them should, but definitely not most of them. Right. Does this maybe not reflect the model a little bit of our sport? We're in the OVA and I, I don't know what it is in Nova Scotia, but you mentioned the super series, which is probably like a two day tournament. But right now in the OVA, I think everybody gets the same. And then there's a couple like two day Grand Prix or obviously provincial championships a little bit different. But Garrett, if you sign up and, and the OVA sorts you, if you're in tier one, you're playing a one day Saturday tournament, just like the tier five team is. So if we're going to focus on competing and doing your best, does this maybe not preach a league model? And the reason I say that is because maybe you cut down on travel and you only like you go to a central gym and you play a couple games on like a weeknight versus like, why do I need to drive to Ottawa from Toronto or vice versa with my 15 new boys team in tier three? Like, why do we need to have that expense or that travel when we, like you said, we just want to play for fun. So why aren't there like regional level competitions? So that there's not so much financial stress or time stress on the parents to get their kid involved. Cause you're right. The, the high performers need to play against the other high performers. I'm totally on board with that. But 
tier four, five, six, whatever we're talking about here. Uh, I don't know if they need to be driving three hours for a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Like, does hockey do it because they have the volume? Like, is that why house league hockey works? Because they have a billion kids playing and they can cut it into pockets? Like, is volleyball just not as big? So we can't, if you're from Sudbury, you're driving to the GTA to play a tournament. That's just how it goes right now. Volleyball sucks, okay? I was just going to backtrack there on why, I'm just thinking about why it's so hard to um, set goals of being like, let's just have fun. Because volleyball is such a game of mistakes. But if you're losing a game and you're losing, if you're losing badly and a team is just like serving at you and you're shanking balls, then how are you having fun in that moment? Like, I think volleyball is only fun when it's a competitive game. And if you're, if you're lacking that, then having, you can't just have fun. You lack like the skills and the performance level. I feel like that is such a great point. Yeah. Like think about basketball. Yeah, like think about basketball where if you lose by 40, but you scored 30, right? Them scoring, you didn't you didn't screw up, you didn't shank it. You know what I mean? Like you didn't make them, they scored. Un, like yeah, they beat your defense, but it wasn't like directly off of you. Whereas, and you could have scored some points yourself. Whereas in volleyball, if you serve an ace, <laughs> It's often just shanking off a specific player who's feeling bad. Yeah, like I think it's hard to, like, would be hard to play at a lower level on just the game, because the game becomes even more about mistakes at that point. It's always someone making a mistake, not like, okay, you go up and you get a huge kill at the university level. Like, that's, you earn your points at times, but at that level, I'm sure a lot of the points are just errors. And that's harder, yeah. to, harder to play through and harder to have fun with. That is so true. Like volleyball. Well, let's compare it to other sports for a sec. Like compared to other sports, what sport does the result, does a scoring play result in a specific error by your opponent as much as volleyball? The simple answer would be other net sports like a badminton or a tennis maybe, but Invasion sports, like a net sport, like hockey, soccer, basketball, where it's a team sport invading, like a goal. It's easier to have fun and still lose. Like hockey, you can have fun and lose 7-2, I think. Like, Yeah. And to Becky's point, if somebody fumbles it, like the play goes on. It doesn't stop and we have to get organized and restart. Like, Yeah. Yeah. So basically net sports are all about failures. Net sports are failures is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. We all should have picked a different sport, yeah, I guess. Is what yeah. we're saying. We would have had more fun. <laughs> and made more money, Josh. What are we doing? It's too yeah. late. We can't we can't pivot now. <sighs> so what do we solve? All right, here? let's cheer ourselves up a little bit. No, we're not solving it. What do you mean? Okay. So how do we solve it? We're not solving it. We since when do we actually have wisdom on this show? Well, when I coach the flying squirrels, we're going to have more fun than anybody. We're going to play music. We're going to have this sweet is a shorts. Great team, yeah. <laughs> the flying squirrels? I want to play on that team. See? Yeah. Yeah. How about the sharks with laser beams on their heads? You could get cool jerseys, like cool shorts with them. Like yeah. Yes. Like, let's go. What? What is all? Everybody's a panther. Everybody's a lion. Like, there's how many huskies are there? Hundreds. 
Let's get some like, cool mascots. Some of the biggest clubs in Ontario are red and black, like Leaside, Durham Attack, Ottawa Mavericks. Like, I, I, we don't need any more red and black jerseys running around. Like, no. Let's get some funky aqua or some purple action. I don't aqua know. with laser beam pink going through the stripes there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm here for it. You're paying a thousand bucks for the kid anyways. <laughs> so let's get some funky colors on there. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's how I think we solve it, actually, Josh, because it does segue into my next topic. I thought we were going to get to Players and Clowns of the Week, but we'll have to wait for that. Because I think ultimately it is led by the team leader. And who is the team leader? Quiz for you, Josh. Who's the team leader? See, the simple answer is the coach, but I don't know. Some some clubs might have a club director that says we're all about winning here, and that kind of dictates what the what the team is about. Or maybe it's the parents because they're the ones paying the fees. Okay, way to sit on the fence with that answer like you always do, unbelievably. <laughs> like, come on, that's a common nickel. I should have expected that. No, it's the coach, okay? The co- simple answer is co- it's the answer, Josh. You failed the quiz, okay? It's the coach or the director. I'll take director here. But I was also thinking about Clowns of the Week, and I didn't go this way because I actually couldn't think of any specifics. But the other thing that bothers me about this, when I start thinking about you know, this high-performance mentality, is all these dumbass coaches out there. Like, just complete idiots. And I am not talking. I'm not talking about the nice people who go out there and have no idea what they're doing. Right? Those are not dumb. Those are people who are in earnest doing their best. I'm talking about the people who know better or who think they know better and are going out there and doing a bunch of dumb things. So I wanted to hear, what do you guys, give me your best. Give me your best dumb coaching move. I mean, you can call out a dumb coach if you want. But I don't know if we're ready to do that. But dumb coaching move, I want to hear it. The, the most petty thing I've ever seen in Ontario Championships, Garrett, was uh, there was a young official on the stand, and maybe they blew a couple calls, and this coach ran out of timeouts. So to basically stall the game and just annoy this official, they did an illegal sub. And obviously with a parent volunteer working the score sheet, like if Becky subs in for Garrett and then Josh subs in for Becky, like in the moment you allow that sub because you're like, why would they do an illegal sub? And then by the time you catch it, you got to go back in rotation, you got to take away points. And this coach just sat in their chair with their legs crossed with like the, the most cocky smirk being like, yeah, you, you didn't catch it in time. So I'm basically delaying the whole tournament because I'm being a bit of a, a jerk here. So I think that was the most petty thing I saw was an intentional illegal sub to make this like 17 year old ref have to like struggle with this parent to find it on a score sheet. And it was like 16U uh, at, at Ontario Provincials, like not tier one either. Like just. But I mean, you're a petty guy, Josh. So do you not respect the pettiness? That, that one's a little too petty. I, I it's think. even below you. I've <laughs> protested many a times and won. I don't know if that's petty, but I've done that. I've, I've been the guy taking it way too serious and protested at a youth event, but I've never like fumbled and tried to like psych out the parents. You, tier three, <laughs> seventh place match. Josh is protesting. <laughs> it was a 15U girls uh, Eastern Nationals, and I must have delayed the tournament for about 20 minutes because I said, no, that's that's wrong. You're misapplying the rule. And I just, yeah, the, the green shirts had to come out and try to calm me down. And I said, no, I'm, I'm not playing on. Nice. You got any dumb moves, Becky? Dumb moves. Um, Cracking the brain for all of the dumb moves in history. There's too many almost. Well, it's an first, epidemic. The first thing that came to mind was my 18U year. And I don't know if this isn't a dumb move. This is just an emotional reaction that was big. And 
it's hilarious now because all of the girls that I play with that are in my year were all like all Ontario girls. They were I was playing against one or two of them, and then the other two were in the stands watching. Um, there had been a couple of bad calls. We were playing Mavs, and our coach just lost it, threw the clipboard on the um, court, but the plastic clipboard, and shattered into like a thousand pieces. Oh um, gosh. Yeah, so like the throwing the clipboard's bad, but the fact that it um, shattered just made everything so much more dramatic. And then did they get the broom out and clean it up? Yeah, and the the ref made him like sit, take his chair and sit in the corner because he was no longer allowed to coach, and he got he ended up getting suspended. But I know like my my dad takes pictures of all or took pictures of all the tournaments, and I have a, there's a picture of him sitting in the chair in the corner. Because the ref sends like him the, the, the corner place. of what? The corner of the gym. Like he's sitting in like the back corner, just like like, was, like put in the corner like a child. Did like, he have to face the other way is, too? Yeah, I was like, I just think that was the protocol there, but yeah. Then he, he was go go in the sit the corner. <laughs> it was corner like, of shame. <laughs> How many times is a story gonna come up uh, of, of somebody on. putting somebody in a corner on this show? <laughs> like this has happened too many times on this show. We've heard an adult telling another adult to go sit in the corner. <laughs> it's happened too many times in volleyball. <laughs> I'm gonna pull that out of practice, Josh. Go sit in the corner. Go sit in the corner. Absolutely. Oh gosh. I mean, the one the the one I, that I was thinking of was because we talked about it on the show previously is you know opposing coach calling the timeout at game point for them. Like icing their own server a little bit, um, which is just just kind of interesting, interesting maneuver. But like I'm talking about like dumb rotations, like just like really, really dumb moves. I mean, I also like the coach freakouts, though, because the coach freakouts like the clipboard slam. Absolutely. The chair throw. Have you ever seen one of those? I haven't, but I've had. um the coach throw, grab a ball and throw it at the stands, like throw it at the crowd. Like at a person? In our first year, um, <laughs> we had a coach throw from a, like they were on the like opposite side too. So he threw it across the court into the stands twice in one game. The ref did twice? twice. He did it twice. And it was at, it was at like our football team because they were just like, I don't know, just being obnoxious. Not, Wait, not was doing anything else. Our football team? Our football team. Like a was friendly? There. Our football team was there cheering, and he just, like, chucked the ball at them. And it, and then I remember we played them back-to-back, and I remember the next day the football team, like, all showing up with their helmets on, like, <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, how childish move is that? Like you, 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 you somehow get the ball. How did you get the ball, by the way? Like you had to have gotten it off like a shank or something. Like there's not just a ball there. So it's like between rounds, and you just decided to just. It was it was the craziest thing I have ever seen, and he did it twice. Unleashed. The second time, like the football guys were sitting, and then there's also a lot of kids from the community that come to our games. So there's a little girl, and I think she was, I think she was like four or something, sitting beside the football team, and almost got hit. And one of the guys had to like kind of jump in front. It was crazy, and the refs did nothing. The refs did nothing. No, like he, he just coached on. Like it was, 
everyone just went about their business. Oh, man, that is so good. I mean, it's terrible, right? Obvi- obviously. But once we get over the fact that it's terrible, it's hilarious. <laughs> you know, it's like the kid in the schoolyard when, like, the game's not going your way and you fall <laughs> at somebody. It's like Shaq, that clip of Shaq when he just, like, throws, the guy throws the ball at him when he gets dunked on or whatever. Oh, gosh. That is hilarious. Like, you, you risk getting suspended doing stuff like that. Oh, gosh. But that's too funny. Yeah. Ugh. That was that was a memorable moment. For sure. Also, Any other dumb moves by you, Josh? No, I, I don't think I've ever seen it in person. But uh, a few years ago, there was that clip of the international coach who intentionally rolled a ball on the court to, like, stop them from losing. Like, I think that's pretty, like, childish, right? Like... Mm-hmm. That's like full on now, cheating. Uh, yeah, that's bad. But you get you get something for that, right? I think you if they card. prove it's you, like I think he was at like near the box squad and he kind of just like rolled it off his hip onto the court and then oh stop 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 stop. So yeah, one of those. Uh, so you got nothing. I, I'm trying to think. I would have to go back and watch the clip. But I'm also Man, thinking I, like it, if you're playing professional, how often is a ball rolling on your court? Like where did the ball come from? I don't understand. Like it's not like it's a club tournament. Like. That's true. That's true. Oh, man. Man, too funny. Okay, I'll try to think of some more. I I, I should have been better prepared for that because Becky's story just... I just what are you trying to do? Like, you're trying to throw a volleyball, like, 15 meters across the gym and try and hope that you, like, pelt somebody with it? Like, you can't throw a volleyball that hard, especially yeah. in varsity athletes sitting in the bleachers across the gym. Like, it's... Uh, that was... Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I remember that game just being like, I think it was one of our first first times playing with like this team, and I was just shocked by like his behavior. Because at least they didn't kick it. If they would have kicked it in the swearing, stands, he was swearing at the 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 same group of football guys the whole game. And the refs are just just letting it all happen. The nation's best are coming to Hamilton. The Marauders are proud to host the 2023 U Sports Men's Volleyball National Championship and will welcome the top men's volleyball teams in Canada to McMaster University. Eight teams, 11 games, and only one champion. Secure your spot now and be there to catch all of the action. Your seat awaits. Tickets are available at marauders.ca slash tickets. Yeah. So when we talk about volleyball, we talk a lot about, oh, yeah, let's get the culture with the kids. And, you know, really, it's the coaching culture that really establishes a lot of this. I think we're learning. So let's get some let's get some uh, more coaching clinics or something, some free ones like they have in Region 3 going on or whatever. Josh, I don't know. What a great idea that was. Kudos to them. That's a, that's two shout outs now, Gary. Yeah, I, I mean, I earned it. OK, let's move on because we teased it earlier. Let's move on to everybody's favorite segment. It's players and clowns of the week. And Josh, like I, I, I'm, I underperformed this week. I have to be honest. Like I only have one each and I don't know how good they are. Um, so I'm just going to start because we're going to give Becky some more time to think about it because we've sprung this on her, although she's a fan of the show. So maybe she was already prepared and is going to dominate us, in which case I should then set it up for that with a week one to start to get the domination at the end. So my player of the week goes to Spike Air Volleyball. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this, 
Maybe you probably haven't, but volleyball and video games are kind of the two major loves of my life. I mean, other than my family, of course, but two kind of passions, my hobbies in my life and volleyball video games is a melding of those two things. So I'm always on the lookout for volleyball video games. We've done a lot of it on the Yes Guy Gaming YouTube channel. I haven't done that in a while, but um, one of the games that I've kind of been watching is two guys who've gotten together and have been developing this game called Spike Air Volleyball. It's just come out now on Steam in early access. So what they're doing is they're like putting the game out and getting people to come in and play it and then get feedback from them while they develop it and make it better. It's actually pretty good. Um, it's uh, it's actually a pretty good game and it's challenging. Like there's some strategy and there's some skill to it. Um, so I really like it. And I, I think if you can, Go out there, buy it, play it, let these guys know what you think. Um, because everybody I talk to is like, oh, yeah, volleyball video game, that'd be great. Well, okay, there's one coming, and it's pretty good. So are we going to support it? I've, I've got my copy, so congrats to those guys. Um, Spike here, volleyball. Check it out. Nice job with the no free ads on the show, Garrett. Good. They, they owe us some royalties. but. Uh, yeah. I mean, do they? If, any, if anybody got, does go and buy it, and I'm going to tell them. I'm, I'm in the community. I'm going to let them know. Like, hey, I sent over – comment down below if you go and buy the game and if you like it. If you buy the game and you hate it, then I got to take that heat too, Josh, because then I, I'm recommending it. Is it on a bunch of platforms? What What's uh, – like, do I need to play this? That's a guy should – see, bad ad by me because I didn't even say the platform. Yeah, it's available on Steam. If you're a gamer, you probably know Steam. If you're not, you probably don't. But quick Google search will help you out there. Good stuff. You know Steam, Josh? You a gamer? You a gamer friend? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, the kid who delivers our newspaper in the neighborhood was wearing an N64 sweater, and I complimented him, and I probably thought it was weird that, again, this guy who looks really old was talking to him. But uh, a lot of hours wasted on the old GoldenEye, Garrett. It was a classic game. Right, but 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 no, you you still don't know what Steam is? No, no, I don't. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. Well, get with it, Josh. A quick Google you know, search will solve that, though. But uh, Yeah, I hope. I mean, if it doesn't, then we have bigger problems. So, for sure, for sure. Uh, Okay, over to you for Player of the Week, Josh. So my honorable mention, Garrett, uh, I'll hop on the Sherbrooke bandwagon because they do have a lot of beach guys. Sherbrooke's won 12 straight, and my guy, Zach Hollins, he was on the summer next-gen team two years ago. Uh, 11 kills, only three airs on 28 attempts for 13 points on Friday. And then Sunday, he, he just outdone himself. He got 16 kills, only five airs on 33 attempts, 17 points. He's like the stereotypical P2, but he's going off with points right now. Sherbrooke is leading the RCQ beating up on those East Coast teams uh, this past weekend uh, to add to their 12 straights. They actually beat up on Montreal and Laval. So Sherbrooke, not a traditional powerhouse, but the last two years, Garrett, they've been popping off. And I, I like to credit the beach guys, so whenever I can give them a shout-out. But uh, my true player of the week, if they're going to be Hold on, that one, was Garrett, your honorable mention? That was, that like was a my, full plug. Oh, no, I've got... I've, that was a full one. And I got to, before you go on, before we move on from Sherbrooke, I got to call you up because you said, I'm going to jump on the Sherbrooke bandwagon. You've been on the bandwagon for Sherbrooke. When did you get off? Uh, I think when I said anyone who has green and yellow jerseys can't be the best jersey in the league because it's ugly. Yep. There's no combination that makes that work. Yeah, they hated that. They definitely yeah. hated that. But you're back on. Okay. Yes. Honorable mention. Um, not enough to give them the full player of the week. No, because this not player. Even a, not even a shared player of the week. Only an honorable mention. Honorable mention. Because this player absolutely popped off. So, uh, Garrett, I've actually never had the joy of seeing this team play. So, RCQ Women, University of Quebec in Montreal, UQAM. 
is in first place right now. And on Sunday, Sabrina Mayer, she got 14 kills, only five errors on 39, good for 22. But the game I want to spotlight is Friday, 25 kills, only three errors on 49 attempts for 27 total points. UQAM is in first. That's right, not Montreal, not McGill, not Laval. The University of Quebec in Montreal is in first place, Garrett. I've never seen this play team play. I, they might have the best or worst jerseys in the league. I've never seen them. I mean, 25 kills. Maybe you should check them out, Josh. Again, do I dare say wagon and do they get the sharp cuts bump? Do they continue this or did I just sewer them and they're going to like quickly drop here? Yeah, like the sharp cut, the sharp cuts bump works both ways. Like it, it, it could go, could bump you up. It could bump you off the top and you fall over. So ha, be, be careful with, with who you're going to bandwagon on. Cause sure. I mean, you're down Sherbrooke's bandwagon. So you're going to get on this team's bandwagon. On the York Lions bandwagon. I just, yeah. Yeah, well, they're headed. We know what's going to happen there. So, yeah, just take take her easy. <laughs> well, congrats to that. And like you're you're honestly going to have Becky on and give it to give your player of the week to another player, not in the same division, but in the same league while she's on the show. Well, no, RCQ and AUS are still separate on the women's side. And Garrett, when I was going through the U Sports standings and results, because I, I like to give players of the week to the local stars, I like to show you know the the student athlete. Uh, I didn't know what UQAM stood for when I when I looked at it first. That's how little I knew about this institution. But they've won five in a row. They're twelve and four. Like just, what's happening we, right now, Garrett? We played them um, over Christmas break during exhibition. We played at UQAM. UQAM. They were, they were a good team. Well, you're both being very nice here. But, I mean, if it's it were my opponent, if it were an opponent of mine, anybody in the, any division that I was playing in, I'd be like, no, nah, that's can't fly. So, I mean, you guys are better than me. So, I mean, congrats, though. UQAM, what does it stand for? University of, uh, University of Quebec in Montreal is, is the English translation. Oh, ah, uh, ah, uh, Montreal. Ah, are we? Salut, Are we going to do the next episode in French, Garrett? Aren't you supposed to have a little bit of French as the next-gen men's coach, like get some of the Quebec athletes out there? I tried. Uh, Simone Factor-Boutin and Mikhail Dejeuner, they, they made a, a translation sheet for me, and everything was spelled phonetically, so it was easy to, like... Uh, you know, LA, LA, like really like pronounce what I was trying to get through. Cause we do have a lot of Quebec athletes. So I tried to my best. The problem is Garrett, they're so smart as they want to work on their English when they typically train in Toronto. And I was trying to work on my French and we didn't really connect there, but uh, I gotta be better. You're right. Okay, great. Thanks for admitting it. Um, okay. Over to Becky player of the week. What do you got for us? Well, you're going to hate this. Cause I was, I chose one of my opponents. What? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Is this the second? No, this is like we've had this too many times. Sean did the same That's thing. That's a Sean McKay move. Yeah. Because it stood out in my head because we just got ripped apart by her in our game on Saturday. Uh, but Grace Kalman from Dalhousie. I mean, congrats, Grace, but yeah. gosh. Well, what happened? Well, she was right, like. She was hitting 100% on her 81s. Like, she got like six kills on her 81s. She had two 81s she's hitting? She's hitting 81s? Yeah. Jeez. It's yeah. fast offense. Yeah. Um, the 12 kills, two errors, 19 attempts, hitting 526. 17 points. So I think she had five service aces as well. 
gosh. Well, yeah. you know what? Good for you, Becky, but I kind of, gosh, giving it to an opponent, it's like, yeah, it's just such it a opponent. good sport. I'm just bitter about it because I'm, 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 I'm bitter and resentful and you guys are nice and I, I don't like it. Gosh. Okay. Well, congrats, Grace. Keep, keep dominating, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We don't, want, we don't want her to continue dominating. Well, you got a player of the but week. You like what she was bringing. I did. Well, I didn't enjoy playing against it, but. Or is this a tampering maneuver here? Like you're trying to you're trying to tamper a little bit and be like, hey, like your game, Grace. Yeah, maybe I'll get in her head. Oh. <laughs> or it's be like back, maybe. Oh. <laughs> okay, I see now. I I'll, I'll stop calling out because maybe there's other strings being pulled here. I should watch myself. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the real fun stuff. Clowns of the week. All righty. I'll go first again because I'm not feeling great about mine, but feeling pretty passionate about mine. So this came up the other day and it, it, it came into my mind when I occasionally think about volleyball and I wanted to call out as clown of the week because, again, I don't know when this episode is going to air. So I don't know if there's anything relevant right now. So a timeless call out, Josh. Clown of the week goes to substitution paddles. What an absolutely dumb, stupid <laughs> mechanism for our sport. It looks so dinky. So silly. What are we doing having those things on the bench? You're fiddling around with them. You run the sub, hold the thing up. Like, we don't all understand what's happening here. Like, we can't figure it out. Like, why Why do we need these things? I hate them. It looks so silly. What other sport uses them? You see in the NBA, they line up there and they're like holding some dinky little paddle to indicate what player. No. The guy just come on, come on, let's go. Soccer, same thing. Oh, they have the other guy holding it. Okay, you want to get the down rev to hold up the thing? I'm on board, but having the player hold it? No, like they're going to play a game. Like we don't need any little, little paddle here. Rant over. Do you guys still use them? We don't use them in the OUA right now. No, we don't either. I think that would have been like the 2018, 2019 season, I think is the last time they used them in the US. Good, and I hope they're gone forever. I hope so, too. If they're not, after this episode, they will be. I hope they never come back. What a dumb thing. That was a piece of equipment that schools had to buy. Mm -hmm. Like, a school had to go out and buy wooden or plastic things just with num just numbered. There's just numbers on them. Like, it's not that sophisticated. Maybe, are they table tennis paddles now that we don't use them? What do they... Yeah, like, how do you recycle that? Yeah, are they ping pong paddles now? You give it to intramurals and they find a use for them, yeah. Dumb. Gotta so share dumb. resources, Garrett. So you guys are you guys are in agreement. Ping, uh, substitution paddles? Awful. Oh, Clown terrible. Of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Well, success for me then. Good okay, one. that's my Clown of the Week. Who's next? Josh, you? So, Garrett, I need to clarify, I, this isn't against the team. This is against the formats. So at the Elite 16 in Doha, so everyone's on. all on this Elite 16, Garrett. Like, oh, it's the best format. It's meaningful matches. Like, uh, 12 teams get in and then four from the, this big qualifier. So Herrera-Gavira, again, no offense to them, they lost. So they go one and one in the qualifier. But then they get what's called the lucky loser, Garrett. So somebody from the main draw didn't check in. They get into the tournament. They win one game in pool. 
They injury forfeit, so they get a day off in between. They somehow win their round of 12 and then lose in the quarters. Garrett, they went three and four and finished with a fifth-place finish in a tournament they shouldn't even have been in. They take home $8,000 when they should have won $0. Another team, here's what a quarterfinal should actually look like. The Grimalds won their pool, so they're 3-0. and They lose their quarterfinal. They're 3-1. and They leave with the same result. So I'm sick of these people telling me the Elite 16 is the best format and it's so entertaining for our sport and it's only meaningful matches Herrera Gavira did everything they could to leave the tournament early and leave with $8,000 and a fifth place finish. They went three and four and were like a win away from the medal route. This, this format sucks. Get it rid of it. Get back to the 32s. And why are we limiting how hard it is to get into tournaments in an Olympic cycle when it just showed you a team in the qualifier can easily make the quarterfinals? Like the, the sport is too deep to limit it at 16 teams. And this just shows how like, just silly this format is. I'm glad Herrera Gavir spotted out how stupid this is to limit the number of teams in an Olympic qualifying year. There's a lot to unpack there, Josh. Holy. Um, you just hate Lucky Loser as well. I hate Lucky Loser, and I hate how the way Elite 16 was designed and how it was described, and it was going to be for the fans because the best teams only play the best teams. But if you're doing a pool of four and three teams get out, there's going to be joke stuff happen. Like, how do you have an injury forfeit on February 3rd and win a playoff match on February 4th? Did they get the the soccer magic spray out and they cured whatever injury they had that they couldn't play? Yeah. Yeah, they had a quick (laughs) surgery. Quick surgery on the third afternoon. They're good to go on the fourth. Like, come on. No, they had, they had the magic the magic stuff from Space Jam. Secret stuff. Um, yeah, Mike's secret stuff. Secret yeah. stuff. Um, so the lucky loser, if you take out the lucky loser, right? Because the, the one and one and you get lucky loser in is like, okay, that that's its own thing, right? So what would you do there instead? I don't know. Like, but the pool of four in the Elite 16 and third place gets out. Yeah. Very, very dumb. Very dumb. What's the point? You have the same thing with more teams in other tournaments. Like in the 24 team draws, you have the same thing with that. Some of those third place teams getting out. So what's the point? Like, uh, and here's the other thing, Josh. Eight grand for fifth at an Elite 16 tournament? That's what it says. That's it? Well, fifth. The winner like, gets 30. They should have got zero by taking a 17th. Like, there's no money in our sport. No, no, yeah. no, no. Gosh. So eight splits. Yeah, four grand each to fly to Doha and lose a bunch of games, but leave us some money. So they, they must be feeling great. They won a lottery ticket. But yeah, pools of four, three getting out. Like, it's just. Man, four grand each. You're basically breaking even on that tournament to come fifth on a top 16 tournament in the world. That is crazy, the state of our sport right now. Well, let's play the other side. If you're a promoter and you want to give more prize money, where does that money come from? The ticket sales? There wasn't full stands there. If I'm going to pay you more, I have to make money, right? Like, I don't know. Let's get TikTok involved. It's, It's bumping right now. I don't know. Get the football team out to watch. They rile it up. They have more fun. It brings more people out. Have a few coaches throw some balls into throw the stands. Balls like, into the yeah, stands. It gets the people going. Yeah. Obviously. I don't know. Talking. I don't know. All right. Gosh, how depressing is that? Okay. Cheer us up with a real good zinger here, Becky. Who you got for Clown of the Week? This one I had a tough one with because I will say I have not been following 
well, the news, volleyball news at all, really. So well, hey, personal one. neither have I. I called out substitution paddles. So <laughs> if you're looking for a cop out, <laughs> look no further. <laughs> I was going to go with um, the our game on Friday, fire alarm. What? And Mid-game? Mid-game fire alarm. Uh, everyone having, well, originally thinking that we all had to exit the building, but it turns out there was no fire. Someone pulled the alarm in the middle of the game, which could have been used to our advantage because it was a rough one, but it wasn't. We ended up still losing 3-0. Um, but yeah, fire alarm pulled. We think we were thinking a super fan pulled it to help us, and it just didn't work out. But so who's the clown there? Whoever pulled the fire alarm? Whoever, well, or us for not capitalizing on that error. <laughs> <laughs> She's too nice time to be on the like, show, Garrett. Her player of the week was an opponent. Her clown of the week is them. Like this is too nice to be on Sharp Cuts. This is like, yeah, this is. But but honestly, it's a classic volleyball player move. Like we are very like that, aren't we? But yeah. So did you get the chance? Did you were out of the gym for long enough that they said we have to restart this set? Well, it was between sets that it went off. Like oh, we had just finished okay. the second set, then it went off, um, and we found out we didn't actually have to evacuate. Like we all went went to the team room, grabbed sweats, and prepared to leave like the facility um and then and they were like no we there's no fire someone pulled the fire alarm we can start it again okay so what if a facility josh was so invested in their team that they said we are gonna fudge an entire fire drill like a fire like a full thing we're gonna get everybody in on it if our team is losing on game point Full fire drill action. Shut this thing down. We know the exact amount of time we need to waste before they have to either restart the game or restart the set or whatever, and we're going to do it. It could do that and succeed legally. Absolutely, Garrett. I'm such a diva. The first thing I thought of was uh, I don't want to go outside in my court shoes. Like, I'm not leaving for a fire. Like, I don't want to take my nice shoes outside. I would have to go into the team room and get my other pair of shoes. You'd rather die in a fire. (laughs) Then get your court shoes a little bit dirty. Someone on the, my team said the exact same thing. She's like, I'm not going out in my shoes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not here. Here's what they meant. I'm not going out in my shoes if there's no fire. But if there is a fire, I'm getting the hell out of here <laughs> in bare feet. I don't care. So, Garrett, one of the most famous fire alarm stories happened in The Hague. They were hosting the indoor beach one, and uh, the A-team, April Ross and Alex Klein, were at their first event. They were losing to uh, a country quota match. They almost didn't even get into the whole tournament. Fire alarm goes. They go outside. They talk some strategy. They win their country quota. They qualify. They run the table. They win the whole tournament. So maybe that's what this person was thinking. We're only down 2 nothing. We can set this right. We can win this match. We can go on to win the whole league. Do what the A-team did. So is the clown then to your team, Becky, for not actually coming back after that clown great timeout? Be. The clown might be to our team, yeah. Because I think that was now, a perfect reset. Right, we, but what was the adjustment missed? You had enough time to find the adjustment you needed, but you didn't find it. So what was it? We're still trying to figure that one out. We still don't know. <laughs> they should have pulled it again. You needed more time. Yeah, we needed a second fire alarm. 
It was our second one of the week, though. We had one during practice, and we had to play through it on the, yeah, the Wednesday before the game. I don't know. Maybe the fire alarms were the problem. Foreshadowing, yeah. Okay, quickly, to revisit last topic before we end this thing, to revisit Josh's um, comment earlier. Volleyball is a weird sport, and we talk a lot about, like, schedule and, like, what what you should do. So curious just to pull the group. What is the ideal volleyball format? Like, what is the ideal, like, this is what volleyball should be, you know, cause you, you, you look at other sports and they play league. Some leagues play league format and do like a playoff series format to the championship in volleyball. What do we have? We've got the weirdest format of any sport. First of all, like what the heck are we doing? Like nobody can understand cause it's not, you know, similar to other sports, but what is the ideal? What should we be doing? Should we be doing tournaments? Should we be doing single limb tournaments? Should we be doing league play? What should we be doing? I think for high performers, it should be league and it should be one match. Like when you're in new sports and you're firing up and you scout and you know, you're playing that team, like a, a two in a row, Garrett, a back-to-back league format, I think it is really, really good. I enjoy that. I think for kids, the fact that high schools and some like provincial organizations are trying to get them to play three out of fives is absolute nonsense. I think kids should play tournaments well, one day on the weekend and play as many two out of three matches as you can. Uh, I think kids should play four or five matches a day, but it has to be two out of three. The fact that like even, offset has switched to three out of five like as a coach i get a little bored garrett like low level volleyball shouldn't be three out of fives okay so the world league is a is a league format right that's high performers and we can do three out of five indoor for that i can get on board with that right but but they do league format and then it's just down to single a limb after all that they do single a limb to determine a winner. They play like 20 plus games and then, you know, one and done. I think as a fan, I I like the single limb. I'm trying to think of like sports that do series and it's because you want to see the two top teams counter and go through it like NHL playoffs, uh, NBA playoffs. I think football gets it right with the one game and done. I know obviously that's injuries and recovery. They can't play a multiple series. I think part of the joy of volleyball is the amount of good countries there are in the world. And I like seeing like quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. I don't think I would want to see a four out of seven series of the world league final or VNL final. I don't know. That's just my personal thought here. No, I agree. I would agree with that. We, we play for semis and finals. It's the best two out of three. And I feel like I'd prefer one and or you don't like that i don't think so i think it should be i mean maybe it's just because of the way that like tournaments were always like in the oba you just you have to perform in that moment yeah two to three is a bit weird too because like that third game you never know right and we're not like this often not like a professional league like you're gonna have to plan time you don't know what's gonna happen right that makes it tough logistically um to like put something together last minute or to plan for it and then it doesn't come through mm-hmm. um it's always tough whereas like you know in the nba or professional sport they can do that like that's no problem for them you know what i mean yeah and i, I think that it, well like the university level i think that it will take away from the actual level of the game because when you're playing on a third like 
you're playing on that third day in a row, like playing three games back to back, like you're fatigued at that point. <laughs> My mind just went to Max Lozier. Max Lozier would hit like 400 balls in a best two out of three, Garrett. Like that'd be too much volume for the kid. No, that'd be enough for him. That'd be about what he what he gets. He'd be good. Um, yeah. Okay. So, and what about Beach, Josh? You you gave Clown of the Week to the dumb format. So, what's the best format then? League. We just said we like league. For the beach, Garrett, we need to get back to like the festival feeling. You're gonna go watch the whole day. You're gonna see a bunch of matches. The courts are always moving. Like I think you should warm up off center court so when that game ends, like the next match is like starting. Enough time to go grab some popcorn and come back. Like I think beach needs to be an all day family fun event. You're outside, like there's a beer garden if you don't have a family or responsibilities and you can just have a lot of fun. Like I think beach, you need to be there all day. You need to be outdoors. It needs to be fun. Indoor, I'm a little bit more in like the two hour range kind of like a hockey or basketball game and like it's part of your evening but it doesn't take up the thing i think if you're going to be outside you can milk it more for time i don't want to be in a gym all day like i think gary this is terrible for me to say when the women's game goes to five and our game goes to five i'm just so exhausted and that's two games of volleyball if i had to watch four indoor games of volleyball in one day i I don't think i could do it yeah yeah it's it's too much (laughs) yeah it's a good point so you like the tournament format, but you don't like the Elite 16 format. So what would you do then, Josh? I thought two teams make it out of pool only. Yeah, and I think 32. The fact that like challengers are 24 teams, the Olympics is 24, and creates that like weird lucky loser bracket stuff. Like 32 to 16 to 8 is the most pure bracket. I don't know why we do it. The sport has proven it's competitive enough that the the bottom teams like I, I understand that you don't want like meaningless matches at the bottom. And I'm the the biggest fan. I, if I ever ran a league again, Garrett, or a playoff format, I think modified pool play was the best thing that happened to beach volleyball because it gets rid of those meaningless games in pool play. And every game you win advances you further in the tournament. So you win your pool, you get the buy. If you don't win your first game, you have to win the second game to get out of pool. Like it creates those meaningful situations where Herrera Gravier aren't going to injury forfeit because they would lose the tournament if they lost that game. Like modified pool play make beach all day because we're outside in the sun and it's awesome indoor it's a business trip let's get the strategy let's make it hype it up and it's like a one game you got to perform in that moment like becky said all right josh well yeah good for you did i sway you garrett garrett where do you sit on this issue well here's where i sit let's have as many meaningless matches as possible (laughs) right pools of eight Top no, because we talked about the top of the show. We got to bring it full circle, Josh. We talked about the top of the show. Success is not just winning. Okay, <laughs> so we got to find other ways to succeed. So have a meaningless match, only sky balls. The meaningless matches have to be joke matches because think about like a wrestling promotion, how they have to stagger. You can't just do high intensity after high intensity after high intensity. You're sitting there, you get bored. There's no variation. Break it up with a meaningless match. That's just a gimmick match. It's just a, it's just a joke. It doesn't really mean much, but you got to do something crazy. Sky balls only. You get you get bad ref out. I don't know. Get some celebrity ref. I don't know. Do it do it up crazy that way for those meaningless matches. That's what I think, Josh. If everything's a sky ball, you take away how special it is, and that takes it away. But I Garrett, I I think if we're gonna have a meaningless match, I think you encourage the players to play one set and they script it. Like, I think you say I'm hitting cross here. So they get like a huge block. Like, I think we script it until 14 all. And then maybe we can play straight up at the end. But I think for those first like couple side changes, you just want the biggest bounces or the biggest blocks or the aces you can get. 
Yes. Or say this. You play one set to 15. The loser that gets gets the more money or whatever is on the line. Gets a bit more money. <laughs> she was just trying to throw the game. Like, who can throw the game better? Uh, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> like, what? It's a terrible idea. <laughs> that's maybe the worst idea ever. Don't do that. All right. Well, we we're at the we're at time. Becky, thanks so much for joining us. Gosh, you had me crying, laughing at uh, the one story you told. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Hope you had a good time. I did. I had a blast. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Josh, as always. And thank you for listening. Hit that subscribe button, five star the podcast. If you're still listening, maybe comment down below. We haven't had any comments, Josh. Uh, you know, I'm starting to worry. Maybe we're, we're struggling. I don't know. Figure it out. Comment down below if it's if you, you yes, the one of you still there. Actually, you probably just left it on. So come turn it off because the episode's ending now. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next time.